You're listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting. Broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Patrick Keller is my guest this hour. He's an educator, blogger, and the host of Big Seance Podcast, which is a place for para-nerds to have an open discussion on all things paranormal, but specifically topics like, let me see, ghosts and hauntings, paranormal research, spiritual communication, psychics and mediums, and life after death. He's the founder of the now inactive Missouri Spirit Seekers and has spent a lot of time experimenting with spirit communication tools and techniques such as EVP. Patrick also has a passion for spending hours at a time in cemeteries and loves cemetery photography. Talk about a dead time. Hmm. For more uh, for more on Patrick and the Big Sounds podcast, visit BigSounds.com. And Patrick, you old grave digger, you, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited, Mr. McConnell. Hey, Patrick, I have to ask you, why do you love cemeteries? What What's the draw? What's the fascination? You know, to me, I think probably most of all, it's because, you know, nobody's bugging you there. <laughs> and, uh, boy, I you know, you. it's really, 
uh, quiet and mm-hmm. it's park setting and you could have a picnic and uh, it's just really um, I think more people should think of them as a like a park, you know, a place to enjoy. It's it's funny you should say about picnic because uh, tonight on the Big Bang Theory, you had Raj <laughs> and his date. Uh, the I forget her name, but she wanted to go and have a picnic in the cemetery. And he was, uh, you know, he was saying, "Well, this is kind of creepy." And he, she said exactly what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I have a memory yeah. of my grandma packing a lunch for me for uh-huh. one of the old cemeteries near her in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was just normal, you know, to me. I really developed my love for it later in life, but those are some cool early memories. All right. I have to ask you, have you had any weird sightings in cemeteries while you're just enjoying the peace of the day? You know, I I have not. I've, I've even done uh, a lot of EVP. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but I will often take a recorder with me when I'm in the cemetery doing photography or whatever. Right. And I very rarely even ever get, you know, uh, what I feel are EVP from cemeteries too. That and they're always so noisy. They always seem to be by a highway. (laughs) That's true. But I must tell you that, that cemeteries, whether people want to believe this or not, are very rich in history. That's true. Yeah. Like you can actually tell a lot about the the area of the proximity of the cemetery just by, I hate to say it, but those who have died, the dates they've died, and, and so on and so forth. But what have you found out doing photography in a cemetery? Have you been able to photograph anything weird uh, or out of the ordinary or ghostly? or? Well, it's... It's funny, when I first started going into cemeteries, it was more, you know, kind of for the spook factor. Uh-huh. And just because it was cool to be in a cemetery. And once I started doing the photography, which really just started three or four years ago, and I started learning about it and getting better at it, yeah. it was more for the beauty of it. So I'd go and I'd spend two hours just taking photos, and then I'd realize that I didn't stop to look at any of the names or... <laughs> see who they were or what was happening. I was just finding all these awesome pictures. So that's kind of starting to take over, you know, the the spook factor of the cemetery. <laughs> so I, I guess we can call you a connoisseur of tombstones. I guess so. And, you know, the older and uh, overgrown, mm-hmm. the the better, I think. You and I the have to take ones are awesome. You and I have to take a spooky commercial here. Please stand by, Patrick. <laughs> Exxon Nation. Patrick Keller is our special guest this hour. www.bigseance.com. Patrick and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, the Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and throughout Europe on Radio X. Don't go away. Another day to make my day. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. 
You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Wilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we will weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Wilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Star began to demonstrate a metaphysical connection to the spirit world as a little girl. Her family noticed the connection, but it was a great-grandmother who told the family that Linnea was indeed gifted. The great-grandmother, who was also gifted, felt that Linnea had indeed inherited these attributes. It has been noticed that oftentimes, such things are passed down through the generations. Linnea was also born with a call, a thin white membrane across a newborn's face. Legend has it that if the baby is born with this call, the child will have second sight, or what we call psychic abilities. Linnea Starr does past, present, and future, and has the gift of prophecy. It is written within scriptures that if you are able to give factual information, and prophecies indeed come true, the gift indeed comes from the divine realm. Linnea Starr does large interactive groups as well as private gatherings. For more information on Linnea Star or to contact Linnea for a one-on-one consultation, visit her website at www.linneastar.com. That's www.l-i-n-n-e-a-s-t-a-r.com. Exonation, Patrick Keller is our special guest for this hour, www.bigseance.com. So uh, so tell me, uh, Patrick, when did you become so interested in the paranormal? Well, I am one of those kind of late bloomers, I guess, mm-hmm. in the paranormal. A lot of people talk about uh, childhood experiences they had or, you know, experiences with hauntings or a haunted house or whatever. Yeah. And for me, I, I I do often look back and try to think of some experience that I may have had that is paranormal, but the truth is I I didn't really have a lot of those experiences. In 2008, I had what I often call uh, the beginning of my spiritual shift, I guess. It's a time when I started reading a lot of books, and it also is a time when, you know, that big, you know, nerdy ghost hunters show started getting Mm -hmm. really popular and a lot of uh paranormal investigators will run away from that and pretend like that didn't have any you know influence in their (laughs) paranormal interests but you know i can't deny it that was really uh cool i i really loved what i was seeing and between that and some of the books that i was reading um i read a book by uh james van Prague ghosts among us and that started this endless you know book a week uh obsession kind of with reading about it and um learning about you know the other side or at least other people's take on the other side and the spirit world and ghosts 
And since then, I've just been on this endless search for, you know, experimenting and, and um, having those paranormal experiences, which I don't have a ton of. It's just this big search for them, you know? What do you think is going to happen with the new Ghostbuster movie that's coming out? Do you think that this is going to add to the the attraction of new people wanting to get into the paranormal research realm? I'm not sure it will, because when I think of even the original Ghostbusters movie, mm -hmm. uh, and again, I wasn't the giant paranerd then that I am now, but uh, for me, that was just kind of entertainment. You know, that was kind of a funny, a funny movie. Uh, and I'm assuming, you know, this new one will be the same thing. I love uh, some of the women that are in that, and uh, I'm sure it will be hilarious. I think most people that are going to be inspired um, by uh, to get into the field mm -hmm. or at least have a passion or interest in it are probably going to get that from other areas. You know, some of the good or bad uh, reality shows that are out or or ghost hunting shows out. I think that's probably still where people are going to get that but i do look forward to the movie all right let me ask you this you know you brought this subject up about uh, the the reality shows are they mm -hmm. an asset or a hindrance in your opinion to the to the true investigations that so many organizations are trying so hard to conduct in a professional manner i think uh it depends on where you're looking in the timeline i think at the very beginning mm -hmm. it was a little uh especially when you look back at early ghost hunters episodes it was a little more there was more reality yeah. to it i think and the more the more they get produced and have to keep attention and one up each other uh and i and i say all of this uh being completely honest that i will watch most of them still sure <laughs> even though you know i'll roll my eyes or i'll you know get really <laughs> aggravated and and want to talk to them through the screen uh -huh. And there are cool moments, and there are uh, what times when I, I absolutely am sure that they're experiencing paranormal activity. I'm like, wow, that's a cool find. That's cool, but the the staging of things is frustrating to me. Yeah, you know, the pretending like they just walked up to the building for the first time, like there's not a staff of thirty behind them, and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, the cheesy stuff kind of gets on my nerves, but what it also brings a lot of people to the paranormal that might not necessarily need to be involved too. Um, and I, it's really unfair for me to say that since it brought me into the paranormal, but um, you know, there's, I don't know. I think there's a lot of education that some uh, ghost hunters, the term, which I hate, you know, get out there and jump right. into it and maybe they need to do a little more, Reading? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you ghost, know, ghost hunters, that, that phrase ticks me off, too, because, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to hunt something to kill it. Well, excuse me, the ghosts are dead already. What are you going to do, for God's sake? Kill them again? Yeah, and it seems a bit disrespectful. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's – that is the biggest thing I have seen over my many years of doing this show is that the respect has gone out. Mm -hmm. It is more of a lark. It is more of a joke. It's more of, all right, let's see who can updo who in whatever production is doing. Let's see what we can do to sensationalize to get on TV instead of really getting back down to, to, to the roots of the matter and trying to investigate, trying to discover, trying to share information, trying to educate. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating to me how, uh, you know, I, I, I'm imagining and picturing these poor spirits or ghosts, you know, reaching yeah. out. And they could be, you know, your Aunt Edna or whoever. Yeah. And uh, if you listen to the right people, they'll tell you that just because it made a noise a certain way or just because it produced a shadow a certain way, that it's categorized as a shadow person or a demon or something like that. And and I think that's really dangerous. Well, sure. And, because, I mean... What do we know? We don't know. <laughs> All we you know is that sensationalism increases ratings. Ratings mm -hmm. increases money. That's what mm -hmm. we do know. And, you know, do we really take into consideration what those on the other side feel? 
how they like to be prodded, how they like to be, you know, I, I've seen some of these shows where the where the cast is really challenging and being totally disrespectful. And I'm saying, holy crow, what are you guys doing? Yeah. But anyway. It's frustrating. It is. And that's, that's kind of, um, I kind of, on any of my, through my blogging that uh-huh. I did before the, the podcast and and through every show in the podcast, you know, I'm more, um, and even when I was doing paranormal research, it was there, I, I had the spirits in mind too. And, you know, I don't assume that everybody needs to be crossed over, mm-hmm. but, you know, if, if I found out one of them was looking for help or, you know, that it's like helping a lost animal or something like that. Sure. That sounded really dorky, but I hope you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I do. I, I do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one entity helping another entity. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're on this side of the veil, they're on that side of the veil, and wherever the veil is weakest, this is where the communication is is made. And if we can't help each other, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. There's something really wrong. Um, I understand that you recently did a live Ouija session. Tell me about that. Oh, I did. Uh, one of our favorite guests that we've had, and I'm not sure she's been on your show, but she probably should. Karen A. Dahlman is uh, one of the most spiritual piece, uh, people I've ever met, and she's become a good friend. And I followed her for um, a few years now. By the way, did you, know, I, did you know stalking is illegal? <laughs> well, I think she knows though, oh, that oh, I've been oh, following oh, her. Well, that might be a little different. Great. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, she, I've, I've, I've come to really respect her and trust her. Mm-hmm. And she has like 40 years of, of serious research and experimenting. Wow. And she's also a really smart woman. And uh, it's, it's very – everything with her and the work with the Ouija is, is very uh, uh, beautiful and, and helpful and, and, and more on the spiritual side and nothing to fear. And uh, with my own work with the, the Ouija the last – um, couple of years, I've had zero activity from it. You really? know, I've always been very public with that too. I don't, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I don't, uh, understand why there's so much fear with it because I done a, a lot of things with it in the last couple of years and have had, you know, I'm sitting here using it as a coaster almost. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't have, you know, anybody throwing things at me in in my, uh, office, but, uh, yeah, this, we had a live Ouija session and um, I was really nervous about what people, I guess, would think about it, the reaction right. to it. But it was really, really cool. And people got what they felt were, uh, was communication and validation. And uh, it was very cool. I guess uh, that, that live session can go two ways using a Ouija board where you could say you had a dead session or a live session. <laughs> Listen, why True. did you why did you call your your show the uh, the big séance? Um, once I started really getting into the paranormal and becoming a paranerd, I've I've always been fascinated with uh, the you know the the Victorian parlor and you know right. the spiritualism and uh, just how that would have looked. And it's a time period that I would love to go spend a couple of days in. And uh, to me, the seance is just kind of like a metaphor, I guess, for uh, wanting to learn more about the other side and and uh, what we don't know and, and those spirits that might be trying to communicate with us. And uh, that's just a cool word, is yeah, it not? I, I, love I, I, I love it. I love it. Do you think that uh, the veil between this side and the other side is becoming so much thinner these days? You know, that's a question that I have asked a lot of my guests, too, especially the psychics and the mediums. And And, uh, I've got different answers, which sometimes frustrates me. (laughs) But um, I, you know, the answer is I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm also fairly skeptic, which is... um, I fight back and forth all the time. I have inner conflict with myself because I want everything to be real. And I, I, I want 
I want to find all of this evidence, but I have kind of a 50-50 brain that wants to fight everything, but I want everything to be paranormal activity. Oh, no, I don't... Don't, don't tell me that you're a rational human being. Oh, no, what is this world coming to? Hey, listen, Patrick, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Great having you with us tonight, young man. Exonation, Patrick Keller's our guest. He is at bigseance.com, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Join High Tech with Corey K. Weekly here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. From the world of computers to the ever-popular computerized gadgetry that are becoming part of our everyday life and living and society. From kids and their gaming devices, teens and their smartphones, to the applications of personal and business computers. From hardware to software, from standalone units to network computers. Join high-tech guru Corey K. weekly right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network as he takes on the topics that will be of use and great value to the international audience of the Exxon Broadcast Network. High-tech with Corey K. weekly. Weekends at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. 
Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Nation. Uh, Patrick Keller is my guest this hour, www.bigsands.com. And uh, Patrick, several years ago, you conducted a time-consuming two-week EVP experiment. Now, what inspired you to do that, and, and what did that involve? Uh, I This was kind of in the middle of, I talked about my obsession with reading for a couple of years earlier. Yes. And uh, I began reading Sarah Estep's Voices of Eternity. I um, I was getting into researching um, stuff from the AAEVP or the Association Trance Communication, which is a group that she actually started. And then I also, through just beginning my 
paranormal research group at the time and, and having to analyze EVP and learn about it, I just got fascinated with it and decided on a spring break from school, since I'm a teacher, I decided that I would devise this kind of experiment and stick with the schedule. And I had hours and hours of audio and I tried to structure it as best as I could and kind of follow Sarah's uh, lead and, and a lot of the other um, EVP researchers out there today, like Randall Keller and some other researchers and, and use them as an example. But that's when a lot of this, we talked about the fight, yeah. you know, between um, both sides of my brain um, I tend to be sometimes I will listen to all this EVP from other uh, investigators or researchers. And in my brain, you know, I can I can pinpoint and I wasn't there. And in my opinion, doesn't matter. And it shouldn't really matter to them because I feel like it's an individual thing. But, um, you know, I think some of those people would listen to some of my files and pick out tons of EVP where I feel like there are none, you know. And so. Then I would find what I thought might be an EVP, and I'd analyze it for days and days and uh, end up not feeling very good about it, you know. And um, I just – I learned a lot, but I learned a lot about being very um, responsible with them and careful with them. Mm -hmm. But it was frustrating to spend so much time and effort, and I, and I was very serious about it and uh, and not come up with a lot. But – you know, after two or three days, I did finally start getting some um, artifacts, which could possibly be EVP. I never claimed fully that they were. But it, it was interesting. I ended up doing a report, writing a report for the Association Trans Communication in their, their newsletter that summer. And it was cool. I, uh, it kind of burned me out a little bit. <laughs> I don't do a lot of it anymore. Every now and then I will, but it's it take it's a lot of it takes a lot of energy. It does, it does. You know, and, you know. Many times here on the show, I've had I've had guests who send us EVPs and they want to use the clip on the show, and I'm hesitant to use clips that are sent in because of the following. Wow, Rob, did you hear that? No. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't hear it? Play it again, and you play it again. Now, did you hear it? No. Oh, come yeah. on, Rob. You've had to have heard it. Play it again. Yeah. And you play it again. And... So, now have you heard it? No. And you feel bad. You really yeah. feel bad. But I, I often wonder how many of these EVPs are psychosomatic EVPs that the person taking the EVP so much wants to find something in that EVP to to prove their sanity, that mm -hmm. they imagine that there is something in the EVP. Now, I've heard other EVPs that are you cannot deny what you're hearing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're the, they're the golden ones. They are truly the golden ones. But they're not as frequent as people would like to think they are. True. And I think a lot of researchers and investigators, they need to go back to some of the original classification yep. systems that have been developed over the years and and look at really how that should be analyzed by multiple people. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, that's clear to me. So this is a this is a class A EVP. And, you know, really a class A EVP, it's it's meant to be a class A if multiple people have the same interpretation of that EVP, yeah. you know, but if three people listen to it and hear three different things, that's that shouldn't be a class A EVP, you know, but I also am not I'm not um, it's kind of why I've pulled back from the EVP stuff, too, because to me, it's 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 almost like it's becoming a very spiritual thing. You know, if I decide that I feel like I have spirit communication or, or an EVP, you know, that's kind of my thing and, yeah. and I'll either believe it or not. And it's, it's not my place to go and, you know, tear down other people's EVPs too. But in my mind, you know, I'm sitting here going, why aren't we, 
why aren't we thinking about this more? You know, exactly, exactly. You know, how do you deal with skepticism? Um, with my work, and I guess when when I say my work, I guess I just mean you know my show and yeah and uh, the things I cover. I've been fortunate that I haven't had a lot of um, you know creepy skepticism and stuff thrown at me. Uh, you know, maybe that maybe that's because I'm not big enough to have <laughs> the skepticism thrown at me yet. But um, you know, I'd like to think that I I don't fight it too much. You know, right. I let I the like I said earlier, the the more I, especially from like psychics and mediums, the more you hear. Um, you know, I, I, in the beginning, I wanted to get an answer from people. What is life like on the other side? You know, and, and you hear one, um, spiritual person say, well, it's like this and this happens. And then you hear another person's interpretation and it's like this. And so I began to realize that, you know, maybe really, and if you think about crossing over, maybe if it really is different for everyone. Sure, maybe it's, it's what you want it to believe. It's perception. And maybe EVP is the same. It's perception. You know? Yeah, that's right. It's based yeah. on the person's beliefs, their desires, and you know, belief is the strongest power in the universe. If you believe something, you can move mountains. You don't mm-hmm. need a you don't need a Hewitt uh, a, a Hewitt caterpillar to move a mountain. All you need to do is believe. Um. What is what do you think, or based on on your show? What is the number one topic that your listeners love to listen to about? Um, I think my listeners have kind of followed my lead with a lot of the just spirit communication in general. Any type of mm-hmm. uh, communication with with souls or spirits on the other side, and that's I think why. Um, a lot of my guests tend to be, you know, psychics and mediums. Sure. Um, I've I've always tried to kind of have a little more content that is on the paranormal investigation right. side. Um, but I have, uh, you know, I've started lately to get some astrology in there. I even had a show on meditation recently. But uh, my biggest passion, I guess, in this area is, you know, leaving Bigfoot and the UFOs behind. Not that I don't believe in them, but <laughs> you know, my big paranerd area is uh, the spirit communication and the tools and and um, communication. You know, why? You know, like spirit communication. How can we prove it to be real? I don't know that it can. Um, and like I said earlier, it's just. Uh, it's an endless search mm-hmm. that I, I feel like I have um, a fascination, I guess. And, and, and I don't have a lot of truly magnificent experiences. Right. <laughs> you so, know, so that why, I can. So why, did, why, why have you decided to drop the UFOs and Bigfoot? They're pretty big uh, topics. They are pretty big yeah. topics. And sometimes I think... Every couple of years, I think one is kind of taking over the other, you know, and kind of right. leaving ghosts behind and mm-hmm. more UFOs. I it's it's weird. I sometimes when I try to focus on them or listen to an interview or something about them, my my eyes just start crossing. Do you know why? You know, <laughs> I'm going to tell you as somebody who's been doing this show for 25 years, and I've spoke to you name them in the UFO field and the Bigfoot field, and I'll guarantee you I've talked to them. Because nothing has changed. <laughs> nothing has changed. Yeah. Whether it's uh, Bigfoot, whether it's Roswell, whether it's uh, Area 51, nothing has changed. Nothing, no new evidence, no new photographs. In fact, ever since digital cameras have come out, the amount of photographs that are being taken of UFOs, Bigfoots, and any other paranormal uh, activity has decreased. <laughs> it's so interesting. But, but the, reason, the answer is very simple. It's because when you take a photograph, you manipulate it, you put it up, it's very simple to take the layers mm-hmm. off. Where with the old type of photography, you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, it's like kind of, oh, geez, I got my fingers in the in the pot and somebody caught me. Oh, no, what am I going to do now? <laughs> or, or your finger in the viewfinder. Exactly, like exactly. Tell me, <laughs> orbs, what's your take on orbs? I am not a giant fan of orbs. And more than not, when I either have someone send me a photo with orbs or ask me to, you know, give feedback on orbs. I tend to just, it's kind of like, you know, politics. <laughs> I tend to just uh -huh. say nice, you know, or, or, or just leave it at that and not respond. I, to me, it's in 2016. I cannot believe that we're still having the orb conversation. <laughs> I don't. Um, and I'm not a, a photography expert either, I should say. But, uh, you know, it's, it's very, I, I feel like it's fairly common knowledge that with digital photography, uh -huh. uh, you know, it's just a, a common byproduct of it. And, you know, so many orbs that are taken outside and, and in different elements. And, and every person who has an orb photograph, I, I don't feel like I can judge it because I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't... Uh, know if it was raining i don't know if you know there was a dusty blanket that they were standing on or um i don't i don't know i think um i think kind of like evp i think some people are really really emotionally connected to evp and, and like you said you were just talking about if they really so badly want to there to be something there and you know there are um you know and i won't fight them but right the people that want to put faces in the orbs and give them names. And, you know, I mm. saw Elvis in an orb last night and, you, did? you know, I'm <laughs> just like, uh -huh. oh, I don't know. It's, it's a little far fetched for me. It, it doesn't mean that I would ever say that they're absolutely nothing to it. It's just most of them. I think, I mean, I remember reading um, old research saying that, you know, an orb, to be truly an orb, you had to see it with your eyes, you know, your naked eye. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know where that went because people don't see orbs with their eyeballs anymore. You see, if I get a caller or a guest who says that they've seen Elvis in an orb, I first question I ask them, are you in Colorado? <laughs> or you... what's your telephone number? No, no. Or have you oh, gone no. down to that local store where the weed is available? Oh, mm. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little slow on it's, that. One. It's all right. It's all right. It's late. It's late. <laughs> so, um, how's Halloween time for you guys over there at thebigseance.com? Oh my gosh! If there's <laughs> Halloween is not really technically a paranormal, you know, category, uh -huh. but I am such a Halloween nerd, you and are. I have been ever since I was was really little. And uh, I, t I like to have a lot of Halloween content. And I'm talking not the, like, slasher, you know, mm. horror film, you know, Halloween content. I'm obsessed with, like, traditions and the cheesy stuff oh, and yeah. the memories and the pumpkins and orange and black construction paper. And, uh, you know, so I always try to have – it's becoming – it's getting harder and harder. And, I mean, it's – it's only been two years for me since I've had the podcast, but it's getting harder and harder to come up with something that's going to blow people away for the Halloween season. Well, wait a but, second. Uh, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Hold on. You're a teacher. And when you <laughs> said black and orange construction paper, that that kind of brings back memories of, of, of Halloween parties at school. So, yeah. so what, do, what do your students think about you doing what you do? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Halloween, for sure. That's uh -huh. I, I really nerd out on them. I, I usually try to do something Halloween theme uh, on on Halloween or or near it. But the what I do doesn't come up a ton. Um, you know, uh, most of them know, and sometimes it'll even be a connection that I'll have with a random student who will come up to me and feel all of a sudden comfortable to tell me that you know she sees ghosts or right you know stuff like that and you know and i'm like hey that's cool and i think you know hopefully you know if that really is a thing hopefully she feels like there's you know a place she can come to communicate but um yeah they know 
And uh, I even teach a class, a new class at my school that's music production and technology. And one of the big units that I was able to throw in there is podcasting. And so uh, that comes up a little more there. But yeah, Halloween time, I always try to make it special for them. Uh, whether You know, not everybody has to be a, a weirdo Halloween person, but... Um, I try to be creative and come up with something every year for that. Patrick, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Explanation, Patrick Keller is our guest. BigSeance.com. And uh, Patrick and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Send me an email, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com. On all social media sites, TV. And visit our website where you can find out past, present, and future of what's going on here in the X-Zone at xzoneradio.com. My name is Rob McConnell. I'll be back on the other side as we wrap up this night, tonight, here in the X-Zone. Don't go away. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. If you enjoy reading a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love From Out of the Woodwork by William S. Peckham. Sean Kennedy, a Toronto contractor, buys derelict houses, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, a century house in ruins, and starts the renovation, the house fights back. He is visited by ghosts of owners past. His visions are triggered by touching an oak mantle, reading a faded letter, opening an old locket, or opening a brand new casket in the basement. These visions will take you on a trip across southern Ontario from Niagara Falls to Toronto to Kingston. From Out of the Woodwork is now available in paperback and on your favorite electronic reader. To order your copy of From Out of the Woodwork, go to www.williamspeckham.com. That's www.williamspeckham.com. 
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. Patrick Keller is our guest to this hour, www.bigseance.com. First of all, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great hour. Continued success to you both scholastically as a teacher and uh, as a podcaster because, you know, you're getting the word out there, my friend, and that's all it's, what it's really all about. But tell me, as a podcaster, what has been your strangest podcast? Oh, gosh, my strangest podcast? Or your strangest um, <laughs> podcasts? <laughs> Casts? Well, um, I don't know about strange, but I can tell you that uh, the probably the most interesting ones lately have been the two that I've talked to, Guy Lyon Playfair and Keith Johnson, uh, both who have kind of um, interesting stories that there's some controversy involving them. And they both happen to involve the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren and and what they feel is, right. you know, the truth. And uh, I felt very honored to talk to both of those. And those stories um, are the ones that are featured in The Conjuring and the upcoming Conjuring 2. So I, uh, that was kind of uh, really cool to to hear from them. And I'm not sure people know their sides well, of the story. Well, why don't you – we've got about two minutes before we have to say so long. So why don't you give us a briefing? Okay. Well, I'll tell you for sure, Guy Lyon Playfair, who is um, from the SPR, Society for Psychical Research, who was, along with Morris Gross, was the original investigator who spent a year on the case at the infield poltergeist and uh, even spent many, many, many nights with the activity. Mm. And if you go back to... And, and find documents and, and you listen to him talk, the Warrens were supposedly at the Enfield house maybe one or two different times. And this was after all of the research from Guy Lyon Playfair. And it's just interesting to imagine this new movie, you know, coming out that is based on their research. <laughs> well, that's rather be, than the whole year of research before. It, it seems that their research is different from the Warrens' research. True. Well, if you look at the previews and mm-hmm. the trailers, a lot of what's in there tends to be what people know from Guy Lyon Playfair's book. And uh, at least in my opinion, I All should right. make sure and state that. Okay, how about the Amityville? You know. I don't necessarily have any uh, feelings for or against that whole story, but mm-hmm. I also don't have as much knowledge about that. It makes a good story. <laughs> it certainly that. does. Hey, listen, tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and how they can listen to your podcast. You know what? They can go to bigseance.com, and they can get all links from there, but we're in iTunes and TuneIn and all the you know kind of normal places, podcast app, all that. Hmm. How can you say normal when you deal in the paranormal? <laughs> for, for some of us, it seems very normal. <laughs> hey, Patrick, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, my friend. Take care of yourself, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X-Zone. 
Oh, I appreciate it. I love your show. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, buddy. Take care, Patrick. Exo Nation, Patrick Keller has been our guest. www.bigseance.com. Well, that's it for tonight, Exo Nation. I'll be back tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. At once again, we cross the time space continuum to this place that I call the X Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And we're heard Monday through Friday right here on the X Zone Broadcast Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Talk Star Radio Network, and in Europe on Radio X. So until the next time we meet, my good friends, remember. Help people out if you can, and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. Every boy and every girl. Oh, see.